Hello everybody, um, we have Vicky today from Actually Aspling uh, to talk about the importance of uh, music and the benefits of music for uh, autistic people. She's also going to talk about herself and um, you know how music helped her through her teenage years and uh, what else music did for her for the entire, for the whole of her life. So. <laughs> um uh, hope uh, you'll enjoy our live. Hi Sensory Sea Turtle. <laughs> Hi Nicole. Um hello everybody. Hi David. Hi Planet Sensory. <laughs> We're just waiting for uh, Vicky to come live. Um so I uh, I res recently I'd say uh, met Vicky. Let's see. And um, I was so excited that she's such a great supporter of the benefits of music for uh, children. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Oh, Isaac Life and Neuro Movimiento. That's a lovely, cool name. <laughs> We've got lots of people joining us today. They all seem to be. <laughs> Oh, do you find out if minors can come to your live? Yeah, I found out and they can come, so I'll do a live. <laughs> right. Hi, Vicky. Hello. Thank you. Hi. Thank you very much for joining me. I'm quite excited and I kept being excited for the last two weeks since we last spoke. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <all very nice. laughs> So, could you please tell us about yourself? Because my followers, that some of them might not know you, if that's okay. Yeah, so my name is Victoria, but most people call me Vicky. Um, <laughs> I am autistic, but I also have dyslexia, dyspraxia, epilepsy, and chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, I was diagnosed autistic um when i was 25 so i'm like diagnosed mm. and in 2018 i set up my social media and my blog which is actually aspling and that is what i do now alongside studying because i'm i'm a student um yeah that is what i do i just come online and share my experience pretty much Ooh. so that is me in mm. a nutshell <laughs> I totally love your posts. They are so well like written and organized and they kind of connect to each other. And um, mm -hmm. if you don't follow Vicky, so you can go up here and click and you will see both of our accounts and then uh, you can follow Vicky. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, the two of us connected when I saw um, your uh, lovely post about how music helped you throughout the entire of your life, throughout the whole of your life. <laughs> so um, could you tell us how, how, when did you realize that actually music helps you and when did you see first the benefits of music? I think from when I was really young, I've always grown up around music so it's always been a benefit I remember when I was a really young child there were times when I couldn't sleep so I'd get up in the night and I'd come downstairs and I'd say to my dad oh I, I can't sleep 
And this was from being like three, three years old. And me and my dad would sit together and he'd play jazz music and blues. Specifically, we'd listen to Grant Green and Harry Connick and things like that. And it would calm me down and soothe me so that I could go back upstairs and go to sleep. And Aww. just that, from such a young age, is a huge, it was a huge benefit for me. And then growing up, I remember, I, I'm not very good at expressing how I'm feeling or my emotions and things like that. I can't communicate them very well. So what yes. I used to do when I was about age six, mostly when we went on holiday, I'd beg my parents to buy me a notebook and I would use that one notebook for the duration of the holiday. And when I was feeling overwhelmed or overloaded, I would sit and I would write lyrics about how I was feeling. And that was a huge benefit to me because I couldn't always tell people this is how I'm feeling verbally. So I would write it down in this notebook and I would carry it around everywhere with me. A lot of the time it was to do with like my emotions and how I was feeling, but sometimes I'd just write songs about Pokemon because I got joy from it. <laughs> but that is one thing that when I was young and I could write that really helped me. It helped me connect with my emotions and self-regulate in a way that I never thought would help, but did. And then also as a teenager, listening to music and going to shows and things, I absolutely love listening to music. Music is this constant thing that is always in my life. It's always there. And I would come home from school and I would just put music on and I would dance in my room. I would just feel the music throughout my body and just move and that released so much built up tension and stress and I'd do that every day when I came home from school because if I didn't I would keep everything in and eventually I would either melt down or shut down and burn out because I didn't find school enjoyable and my teenage years weren't enjoyable so having music as an outlet for me was great because mm -hmm. If you're upset or you're feeling emotional or you're stressed or angry, music isn't going to judge you. It's not going to turn around and say something to you. It's just there. Mm -hmm. And in a way, it listens to you, doesn't it? It doesn't yes. say anything. It's just yes. there. Yes. And it also doesn't try to change you, you know, <laughs> doesn't try to tell you you should be doing that or you mm -hmm. should be doing the other one. And it doesn't try to tell you, uh, calm down now or use your words now, or why are you like that? Or why are you feeling this way? So music meets you exactly where you are and stays there with you until you are ready to move on to a better mental place, you know, to a better place for your mental health, isn't it? We have, we have some questions yeah. for you. Do you use AAC uh, devices, probably, they wanted to mean? Personally, I don't use one because I don't need one generally. So no, I, I don't use one. Another question, what's your favorite music or documentary concert film? <laughs> I really like rock music. 
Oh, my, that's a new one. <laughs> my favorite documentary actually has to be it's oh I can't think of the name. It's on Netflix and it's all about the life of Kurt Cobain, mm -hmm. who is the lead singer of Nirvana. Mm -hmm. And it was such an emotive documentary. I I just connected with it so much because I love him and the music so much. So I can't remember what it was actually called. Mm. But it had comic strips in and music and interviews and that was something I really, really connected with. So mm -hmm. that for documentary, my favourite show that I've been to. <laughs> Honestly, I've been to so many yeah. shows that I love all of them. I've been to kind of classical shows. I've been to concerts like Linkin Park and things like that, which wow. have been incredible. <laughs> and yes, someone has just commented. Yeah, that is it. The, the documentary is called Montage of Heck. That's it. I, I wanted to say it. it, but I was not sure how to say montage. So I'll <laughs> leave it for you. Yeah. We, we, right, we also we got hi Lou, hi Nella, hi Fian Marie, Sandy Jean. Hello, everybody. So good. <laughs> we got lots of people joining us in there. Oh, behavior made simple. Hello. Um, Maddie, hi, Maddie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had a question for you while you were talking about all of these, but then I forgot it. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, could you give us maybe some examples of um, how uh, parents could support? Because you talked a lot about your dad, and as mm -hmm. we know, autistic children, at least when they are very young, they don't know how to self-regulate themselves and how to self-soothe so they need that help you know from parents mm -hmm. from professionals and um could you i know you've given us already the example of how your dad was helping you you know and singing and playing for you mm -hmm. but um, can you think of some more examples and some more tips of how parents could um use music with their children at home you know from your own experience <laughs> that would be brilliant so Music can be used from birth and it can be used in multiple ways. So uh, from my experience, because I live with my niece, who's now four, when, oh. she was, when she was very, very young, one of the first things I did was play music for her. So when she was about two months old, I was getting her changed and... As I was getting her changed, I had rock music on in the background. <laughs> and How did I that was, work? I was singing Nirvana to her while I was getting her changed. And <laughs> she loved it. She absolutely loved it because her face just lit up because I was dancing as I was getting her changed and moving yes. her arms and legs. And that is something that just works really really well so you can have music on in the background mm -hmm. playtime at bath time at bedtime just having something gentle i think classical music works really really well just yeah. it's just nice to be in the background yeah i i just wanted to to put uh, to you know to stop you for a little bit but then you can continue you know when you said that you were dancing while changing her and so on mm -hmm. you, it, the benefits of music actually is that it also improves you know the parents mood and you know mm -hmm. how children are they 
they feel you somehow and if you are restless and if your day went wrong and things and stuff and you worry constantly you know or you are anxious then the children will feel that so actually the music is beneficial for the parents as well <laughs> and somebody was asking do you think that the um, classical music is uh, beneficial to us so probably to autistic uh, people they are asking um yeah but carry on if you have more tips for the parents as well <laughs> yeah classic, classical music is great i used to and i still sometimes do go to sleep listening to classical music because it is it's so soothing and it helps my brain kind of unwind and switch off at the end of the day so you can play music at any point throughout the day and as you said your children can pick up on how you are feeling that is one really prevalent thing i found with being autistic that i mirror other people's emotions so if a parent is happy and they're singing along and you're exercising moving your baby's arms and legs and really getting involved it makes a huge difference the other thing i would say that is really really important is explorative play with music so i think they have sessions over here in the uk called baby sensations mm -hmm. and it allows your child to just explore the musical instruments. So yes. you'd have them on you'd have them on the floor mm -hmm. and you from a very young age you would pick them up and model them and shake yes. it and you talk through it as you're doing it. But then yes. as your child gets older, it's kind of letting them play with the instruments. Because for autistic people, sounds and loud noises can be very, very overwhelming. Yes. And if someone is shaking a tambourine in your face or banging a drum, it can be a yes. lot. Whereas if you give your child the control, they are in control of the volume, yes. they are in control of the dynamics, and they can explore music without becoming overwhelmed and overloaded because they are in control of everything that is happening. Yes. And it's really, really fun as well to just be able to play through music. It's I true. think it's really, really, it's beneficial. You can have structured set times, but then you can also have a lot of free play where you are just exploring kind of feelings and movements and things through the use of musical instruments. Mm -hmm. I do promote that um, exploring time a lot, and especially in my new launched course, because um, uh, some parents tell me that, oh, their children, um, you know, they don't like loud noises or they don't like mm -hmm. the sound of that and the sound of the other one. But like you said, exploring, you will get to know, the child will get to know, you know, what they like. And it's such a crucial part because they actually go through trial and error, you know, the, the way how they are practicing, the way, the way how they are playing with some musical mm -hmm. instruments. And nobody... You know, it's a sense of achievement because they played it, they made some noise, they made mommy, you know, smile and maybe they smile as well mm -hmm. and so on. And it's it, that sense of achievement that usually, I can't think of anything else that can give you a sense of achievement in, you know, five seconds or 10 seconds after you tried to do something because all the other things are really difficult. And then there's another thing, you know, if, if, some autistic children are really, you know, gifted and they have perfect pitch. They might not like the sound of cheap musical instruments. So it's important you to explore and actually see 
And um, hi, JC, <laughs> and see what actually, you know, they like. And of course, um, if they have perfect pitch, you'll need to invest in better musical instruments so that they sound really pleasant to the ears. <laughs> um, right. Hi, Carla. Who else is in there? <laughs> actually, autism. Hello. Honey Bond, right. Um, we've got some comments I saw. I was mostly into film soundtracks when I was younger still. And mm. that's explaining because, you know, the words can be overwhelming sometimes. Greetings. Hello, greetings. <laughs> Thanks I, for teaching. I find, just on that comment, I love, yeah. one of my favourite films is Lord of the Rings. Oh. And I watch it like every day. And I go to sleep with it on because I love the music. Yeah. The music in films is just, most of the time, incredible. Mm -hmm. It really is. And it is, it's a case of if you don't want to watch the actual film and deal with the dialogue, if it's a lot to process in that moment, mm -hmm. you can get film soundtracks, yeah. Yeah. Which, is, which are great. They're just yeah. nice to listen to. And it's still, it's from for Lord of the Rings for me it's from my favorite film so I still get that excitement and joy from it even though I'm not actually watching the film um actually autism I played the trumpet and piano from a very young age and people saw a different side of me they were surprised parents see a different side of their children when they come to my sessions they were saying oh they are so calm <laughs> hi Aston how infranita sorry if I can't say some of the names different brain hello Amon Rocky hi Carla I can see just came to say hi before I have to go okay <laughs> Thank you for joining us. This live is great. Yay, I agree with that. <laughs> Vicky, uh, speaking of playing musical instruments, did you play any? In... <laughs> so when I was in high school, my parents signed me up to do have piano lessons. So from year seven to year 11, until I finished, I had actual piano tuition which I really really enjoyed but when I left high school I kind of stopped playing the piano I found it because I can read music to a certain level but I found it really really difficult to fit in the time to play mm -hmm. but I noticed that people said I've got really good like fingers for playing piano I remember um, you said that in a, in a, one of your posts, yes, and the natural yeah. talent. <laughs> so I found it really easy to just play, but it got to the point where I wasn't enjoying it anymore because I had to kind of force myself to play. Mm. And then when I was a teenager, when I was about 17, I was really into the punk group, Blink-182, and I really wanted to be just like their bass player, Mark Hoppus. So... <laughs> I begged my parents to buy me a bass guitar mm -hmm. and for Christmas uh, I, I got a bass guitar for like my when I was 17 for Christmas mm. and I can't actually play it <laughs> um, but the times when I would practice and just engage in that and try and learn were some of the best hours of my life because I was doing something that I was interested in I was learning some Blink-182 songs that I, I loved even though I can only play the first 10 seconds of one of their songs well I could 
but because of my dyslexia I had really bad dexterity so I did end up not learning to play but just being able to take time away to learn to play something and just engage in my interests it affected my mental health massively yes. because at that age going through puberty and then coming out as at 17 and I had loads of problems because I was undiagnosed and it was a very hard time in my life so having something I could turn to like learning to play an instrument and having that focus made such a huge difference to my mental health yes. even though I never learned how to play it fully it still yes. sits there in my bedroom mm -hmm. and from time to time I think about picking it up but never <laughs> do but I find playing a musical instrument is just that time away for me to just let go yes and it's not necessarily playing something particular. You can just mess around on the keyboard yes, and just, exactly. just enjoy yourself. Exactly. So I think playing a musical instrument, at first I thought, oh, why have my parents signed me up for this? I don't want to do it. But then at the end of it, I was like, no, actually, I love that I can play an instrument now because it gives me a sense of freedom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and expression as well mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. uh, this question comes up all the time you know with the parents that I get in touch with um, they, they were saying oh why would I sign you know my child up for some music lessons because they already have a lot on their plate and they're already having interventions and therapies and stuff and uh, uh, because you know their anxiety or you know social skills that um, are not developed that much they will never be professional musicians and I said but that's not the point that's not the point at all it the whole point is exactly what you said all of those mental uh, benefits benefits all of that uh, um, you know uh, option uh, and opportunity to express yourself to have some time to take some uh, time from your day and do something that you really enjoy and uh, the children that I'm currently teaching, guitar or ukulele, I'm never insisting on any of the skills that they would help them progress through different grades to get, you know, a diploma yeah. or a degree or anything mm -hmm. like that. No, it's purely for fun and for pleasure. And like you say, we all play in there. And I can tell you what, I'm right-handed, but I learned how to play with my left hand for some children, you know, or mirroring in online lessons. And it's all fun. Um, and they benefit greatly. I have to read some of those lovely comments that are here say hello to so many people hi emily hi camo hello greetings from the gambia smiling coast i don't know where that is but it sounds lovely <laughs> i'm sure you're a natural elton john or ray charles vicky <laughs> <laughs> no i'm terrible i'm actually terrible at playing piano <laughs> Um, right, I developed a lovely relationship with my piano teacher. <laughs> it would be totally me. Yes, you do develop all of that because actually when you have, especially one-to-one -one lessons, you know, the parents would say, oh, but my child has no social skills. Yeah, they do. When they come to my lessons, they have a lot of those social <laughs> skills that they will show during the music lessons because you also let things go. It's not a very structured thing, especially if it's play-based, you know. Um, do you think that playing an instrument helps with coordination or dyspraxia? Hmm. Um, I wouldn't be able to tell that. <laughs> I, I find playing an instrument harder 
because mm. I am dyspraxic and I have really bad dexterity issues and I also have really bad movement in my wrists mm. so I find it really difficult to play instruments because because of that condition I guess it could help in a way if you just keep going with it but yeah. I found it difficult and then stopped mm. but there's no there's nothing or no one that says because you are dyspraxic you can't play an instrument you True. totally can you mm. just have to persevere with it I think also choose because some musical instruments might come um, easier maybe than the other ones. Um, we've got a comment, but I'm not sure I'm going to say this right. Is it Fantasia was my favorite film as a kid and that influenced my appreciation for classical music. I'm not sure I said that thing right. Yeah, I love, I love that. It's, it's great. It's a really, really good film. I think it's a film. Yeah, I'm married to a music teacher. Lucky you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I keep telling my husband he needs to pick up a musical instrument. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. Hi, Ricky. Hi, my autistic purple world. Autism. Oh, no. Do you know somebody? Did you know that someone once did a song with one of the instruments being a washing machine? Not particularly no. the washing machine, but I've heard and seen on YouTube different things being used as musical wow. instruments. <laughs> I guess you can use anything as a musical instrument. I do encourage that when they come to my music studio. I have pots and pans and cups yes. and straws and I can't tell you what, anything I'm recycling and cardboard <laughs> tubes and boxes and stuff. Wow. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes they like those more than the musical instruments because um, I think they find them more relatable to day-to-day -day life, their lives somehow. Emily, when I learned an instrument, I was always about getting it right. I loved playing, but stopped because of this. Yes, that is true. Mm -hmm. One of the things that uh, some of my students also struggle with, you know, because you know how some autistic people, they really like getting things right and it's about that perfection. And that's why I'm doing mostly games and um, playing playfulness, I would say. And I also make mistakes on purpose. Just to, And sometimes I make them for real because, you know, when you mess about too much while playing the musical instrument, you get things wrong. <laughs> and it's not on purpose. <laughs> what age did you start talking Hold on. How, what age did you start talking and how? Ah, okay. So I think, yeah. I don't know. I think I was, my speech was delayed a little bit. I don't know how I started talking. I think I just did. Mm. But I've not always been a great verbal processor and I'm not always very articulate and eloquent i stumble with my words a lot and stuff so i've not always been this good or confident mm -hmm. speaking but i think my speech was delayed a little bit mm. what age oh sorry your voice is a musical instrument i agree yes hi crochet cove i'm not sure i'm saying that right i used to play <laughs> recorder and recorder and cornet when i was younger <laughs> is it cornet I'm not sure what cornet, what the cornet is. Cornet. cornet? I'm not saying it was right. But... I think it's a woodwind instrument. 
Yeah, th I was thinking about that. Autistic, phonophobic, right. Oh, that's an interesting one. Hello. The type of lessons makes a huge difference. I agree. Suzuki can mm -hmm. be very competitive. I was in Suzuki from 2 to 10 and always stressful and completely burnt out from piano. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hi, Charles Mattox. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> it, it can be stressful as well because I remember when I had piano lessons, I was told, okay, well, you need to go home and practice yeah. you need to you need to do this and I always didn't and it, there's so much pressure because I was working up to do like my grade exams I never did in the end but there is pressure within lessons because you have to be good and you have to find the time and it is exhausting that's what happens if you want to go, you know, for all the grades. But uh, considering, you know, that um, some autistic children already have a lot of anxiety from, you know, first of all, because that's, you know, how the brain is a little bit. And then from all the other things, I don't think that exams, I, I, at least I'm not suggesting exams. And I, I won't agree to anybody unless they really have perfect pitch and they really want to go through all the stress of exams. But exam for me was stressful for my, you know, for me myself. <laughs> I wouldn't teach them. Oh, a cornet is like a trumpet, oh. a mini trumpet. Thank you for enlightening us. <laughs> I didn't know that. I had a thing it was something that you blow through. But... Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. Um, Suzuki burnt me out from violin. You know what? You can pick it up whenever you want to and just play it for fun. Like Vicky said, just take some time uh, to yourself and just practice something that you really enjoy. And of course, if you want to find a teacher, one of the things that I'm, I'm suggesting to parents, you know, or young adults, autistic adults who want to pick up a musical instrument, just talk to your teacher, the teacher that you find from the beginning. You know, what's your experience with autistic children or people? You know, what method do you use? Because oh, I use a lot of visuals. So it's not just come to my music studio, I'll play this with you or have an online lesson with me. Let's mess around and play. I use a lot of visuals, a lot of games that we do. We have a break in the middle where we do something different, like a different game, so we can do something with our voices or with our bodies, so that we break the session a little bit. So to talk to your teacher, you know, the teacher that you find. And also, you know, if you don't find another one who's experienced with autistic people and you just find one that never had experience, it doesn't mean that they can still, they can still teach your child, but just tell them about what you actually want from the lessons and just tell them you know just keep it for two months or half a year you know just keep it playful everything playful no direct teaching at all just playful because i want my child to have fun you know and that's it and then you'll you'll take it from there you know after six months if your child is really interested in progressing with exams then mm -hmm. fine yeah. <laughs> yeah then you can go on to that can't you if, if, if yeah. you find they really do enjoy it Mm -hmm. and they want to invest in that then you can take that forward mm. but i totally relate i mean i'm not autistic but i totally relate because i've done my music training i'm still doing it now um and uh, as soon as the exams progressed you know and i went for grade like seven and eight and preparing for the diploma everything was so difficult and from my love of playing the musical instrument i went even to hate sometimes because i knew it was so difficult and so stressful. And I also knew that by the end of November, when the exam is, I have to be ready and I have to be ready. And I was pushing and pressing myself. And now I'm saying to myself, whenever I'll be ready, I'll be ready. <laughs> and yeah. that's it.
<laughs> Sorry, we, we went all over the place. Right. So um, uh, you did mention about the teenage years and how music helped you as well. Would you like to um, elaborate a little bit more on that? Because, um, you know, um, uh, kind of at the age of 16, 17, the support, if you ever had support and you were diagnosed earlier, the support kind of stops and you're kind of left by yourself in a way. And um, yeah, lots of the parents that I talk to or autistic um, adults, they tell me that the teenage years were very difficult. Mm -hmm. mm. It, it, can, it can be because... When you get to 16 and even 18, when you become an adult, the support and access to support is very limited. There's not as much. But music is the one thing that is always going to be there, as I said earlier. So just you can still be explorative with your music and listening to all different types of music, definitely immersing yourself in that. That's the one thing that I found really, really helpful. And I really liked sharing music with other people. So I would listen to music with my friends. Um, I'd listen to music with my parents, my dad and me from the age of about 11 to still now. Me and my dad go to concerts together all the time. And that is, it's my love of music, but it's also how... I socialize as well and how I communicate with other people. So not necessarily like verbal communication, like body language and stimming and expressing things like in a different way. So having my dad with me is still, it's how I communicate and how I express my love towards him through music because it is how we bond. Mm -hmm. And definitely playing an instrument as I said, is the other thing that uh -huh. can really, really help. It is a way to just express yourself and be with yourself and just sit in that moment and be creative and thrive. Yes. And I also find that I become very focused. One of my focused interests is music. Mm -hmm. And I love to research music so I'll become interested in a particular group or soloist and I will go away and I will research who they are, their background, mm -hmm. um, what instruments they play, how they come up with their lyrics. And I will immerse myself in not just the music, but mm -hmm. the whole background of yes. the music. And that can be really, really helpful to have something to focus on when things are tough or things are overwhelming, you can just go and have like, it's like a little project Yes. to, to do. It's just having something to do. And yes. it really, really helps, I think. Mm, it definitely helps. Emily says, I can relate to this so much. Yes, it's true. And I think one of the important things in, uh, in your example, in your situation, was the fact that you deeply connected with the music earlier. And then when you were at those critical points in your life, in your life, you had something to go back to, to that constant that you mentioned, yeah. music. And that's the whole thing that I'm advocating for. What I'm advocating is for that 
you know, way of expressing yourself. That's how I advocate and promote the music, you know, that I am doing with autistic children and people. It's just a way of expressing yourself. And the earlier you introduce it, like you said, the better, because it will go, always going to be there, that constant, constant, and you can access it. You know, you, you can't access, you know, uh, uh, maybe you had some therapy that helped you or some help that helped you when you were 12. And then uh, suddenly when you are 16, 17, you are feeling, you know, really rough and you need some help. And I'm pretty sure you have to be on the waiting list, however long for. But if you had, you know, that... Um, I think Emily called it escapism. I'm not sure if I'm yeah. saying it right. If you have it already there and it's music, then you can access yeah. it. Maybe not the moment you are feeling how you're feeling, but, uh, you know, very soon, I would say. Um, hi, Deborah. I think I missed a comment. Hi, Liam. Um, I am pretty good at remembering lyrics. I find this uh, is more fluid than when I'm talking. Yes, I think lots of autistic people can relate to that. <laughs> I find one benefit one huge benefit of music is my memory i have a really really poor long-term short-term working memory my memory in general is really really poor but the one thing that i am really really good at is remembering lyrics for like my favorite songs mm -hmm. so i've been remembering lyrics for as long as i can remember so when i am feeling down or overwhelmed I, I have this emotional like trace in my brain, like this emotional connection, and I can think of like song lyrics and I can sing them to myself, mm -hmm. and I find that really really soothing, mm -hmm. and it's just really nice because you can just sit there and think about this song, and it's more yeah. than just the words. Mm -hmm. I find it's the emotions that come out as well, but mm -hmm. definitely memorizing lyrics is it's the one part of my memory the one thing that I'm really really good at so <laughs> listening to music in that sense is really really good for, yes. for my memory especially so <laughs> yes um music therapy at home brilliant live uh, lady so glad I could be here part of it thank you for sharing um let me see who's joined hi Deborah the mad twist okay <laughs> crochet curve me too right a lot of people agreeing with you here me too by the way <laughs> um right oh I, I have so many questions you know when you start talking but then yeah. you, you are so fluent yeah. and so natural talking about the music and yeah. then i forget <laughs> what i wanted to ask you mm -hmm. Um, I think, um, could you give us an example? Can you, can you think, if it's okay, uh, you know, of an example when music really, really helped you? You told us so many things about like childhood and teenage years, maybe something, you know, about now. Um, uh, keep thinking, I have a comment here. The rhythm and flow of the music is so soothing. I agree so much. Yes, that's correct. That's what helps a lot. <laughs> it, it definitely does. One thing I, when I'm working, when I'm doing anything, pretty much, I will be listening to music. I think it gives me focus. So even though I'm working on, for example, my university work I'll be working on that but I will have music on as well mm -hmm. and I know a lot of people say that oh well if you have music on it's really distracting mm. but 
I find it really, really, it gives me a deeper, intense focus. Yes. And especially like for when I'm running as well, because yes. I, I love to run, I have music on and my feet move with the music yeah. and yeah. I just get in the yes. zone and that helps so much. So I use music what? in my everyday life. I have it on when I go to sleep. I have it on when I'm working, when I'm exercising, when I'm cooking. There's not really a time when I don't have music on. <laughs> Brilliant. It seems that Leanne Music likes that. If I said it right. Hi, hi, Marguerite. I might say some names wrong. Sorry. <laughs> Let us know if you use music in your lives as well. <laughs> because obviously Vicky is using <laughs> lots of music in her life um yes i do have uh, emily i'm not sure if she's still here she was saying that also when she works uh, you know she also uses music because yeah. otherwise she hears like the fridge going and the washing machine yeah. and other clicks and things in the house so having music on helps a lot focusing and i'm the same my husband is the same he's dyslexic but as and he struggles uh with the computing work and so on but as soon as he puts um some music on i can see you know i can hear his brain focusing and it's yeah. really weird because you'd think it's it's something that distracts you but it's not and uh, with our little one the same as soon as i put some music on i can see she's doing her writing with no problem and i'm um, thinking you know you can think it's distracting but it's actually not it works so well getting the brain in that rhythm a hundred percent i can't focus without music emily says it calms, you, it calms you down it, or if you have headphones on which i do most of the time it does block out the sound around yeah. you so you're in your own little bubble but it also i find music really soothing and there is that rhythm and flow and you just go along with it you're focusing and you're working but you can still hear the music all around you and you immerse yourself in that and because of that it is easier to focus mm -hmm. um i have a comment here i always remember tunes off by heart even if i only heard them once i don't know if that's yeah. an autistic thing <laughs> i do that i'll hear things and i'll be like i'm sure i've heard that before i don't know what it is but i have heard that before my brain just remembers bits of music I know you've been, um, you know, researching about the brain and the music and mm. so on. And, um, you know, I, I, I can't let this question go. I just have to ask what, um, you know, especially with, uh, with the music not being so present in schools, uh, like especially yeah. primary schools, even secondary. Yeah. And uh, I would say that after that, maybe it gets a bit better, especially if you are choosing them as GCSEs or A-levels, yeah. because it's, you know, that option that might be easier if it comes natural to you. But could you just tell us more or highlight some of the benefits of music in, in schools? And, you know, if you think, that for neurotypical but as well as for autistic people would be really beneficial what what do you think what did you find out <laughs> i think it is really really beneficial they don't really do much in primary schools i know that much yeah. we used to have hymn singing lessons once a week mm. and that was the most we got music wise so i definitely think starting from a young age you should implement music practice and music classes into primary education 
when you get to secondary school, for me personally, we did have music classes from year seven all the way up to up to year 11 for me because I took GCFD music. Yeah. But with the music classes, there's no choice. You're kind of told that, okay, we have a load of keyboards here. We want you to play this specific thing on the keyboard. And for me, I didn't want to. I didn't want to play the keyboard and I didn't want to play what someone was telling me to play. So I definitely think giving, especially for autistic children, neurotypicals as well, but for autistic children specifically, giving them the choice. Do you want to pick your own instrument? Because then you have control over, again, the volume, the dynamics, exactly what you're playing. So it's really important to say, this is what we have. Would you like to play any of these? And giving students the chance to explore the different instruments, as we mentioned earlier, like trial and error, finding out what you are comfortable and what you would like to play for the time that you are there. Because when you hit like year 10, if you don't pick music as like a GCSE option, Mm. that's it. You won't be in the music classroom with Mm. the instruments again. So it's making the most and enjoying the time you have rather than being forced to play something you don't want to. And alongside that, you can also nurture someone's interests. So especially for autistic people who become so immersed in their interests, if they have an instrument that they are interested in, you can also make it really like educational. So you can ask them as part of the curriculum, you can ask them to, okay, why don't you pick an instrument? And then we'll do a project all about that instrument. So you're giving the child a focus so it could be saying, this say you picked the guitar. So what does a guitar look like? What does a guitar sound like? What is it made up of? How do you make a guitar? What goes into like crafting an actual guitar? Can you think of any artists who play the guitar? Any songs that use guitar? What kind of melodies do they use? What kind of, how do you read music for a guitar? All those kind of things that you can put into educational setting and it gives that person the freedom to then go off and learn more about the instrument as well as learning to play it and I think you would definitely get more fun and engagement out of that as well yes but I also think that outside of the actual music lessons there needs to be a place where students autistic students particularly if they're overwhelmed or anything a place where they can go that has just musical instruments so that Mm -hmm. if they want to just outside of the classroom go and be creative and express themselves that schools have that because I know for me outside of lesson time you weren't allowed into the music room and you weren't allowed to play with the instruments and I always I found it really overwhelming in class to actually do any work Mm -hmm. and I would prefer to do it outside of that and just go and play and Mm -hmm. be by myself but you weren't allowed to do that so having time for students to just play with the musical instruments would make a huge difference 
that's brilliant. I do hope some teachers are following mm. us or if any out of our, uh, any of the people who are watching <laughs> this yeah. or now or on replay, if you know any teachers, please forward it and share it with them because I think absolutely everything you said is so, so important for autistic people, for autistic little children. Uh, and yeah, in, in secondary, I can tell, of course, as well. And um, there's lots of benefits in there that you highlighted. Yes, of course, it all makes sense. So, yeah, please share this with some teachers. <laughs> and the thing is, as a parent, if your child is doing a music project or is learning an instrument in the classroom mm -hmm. and they really like it and really engage with it, mm -hmm. as we mentioned earlier, you can then think about actual tuition. Yes. If that is something that they want to do, because yes. that can be really, really helpful yes. and beneficial for children growing up because mm -hmm. it gives them something to focus on. But it's also expression as well, creative yeah. expression. So, mm -hmm. again, it's whether the child is showing interest in music, you can always pursue it to a certain extent to see if they like it. And then you can say, OK, well, maybe not. But if they are really enjoying it, then you can go on to look at tuition. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, definitely yes yes you can do that and um you can also have instruments at home you know we have them like all over our living room and they are not in um, our daughter's room because she doesn't spend that much time in her bedroom apart from like mornings and evenings so they have to be in our living room even if that means the living room is a bit messier but we know straight away you know because you you did say you know about the um expressing and so on but there's also such um, great opportunities to use musical instruments to release that frustration that you may be gathered after the school day, you know, you held it all back in. And we can tell when our little one had a bad day because she comes home and she bangs onto the piano as loud as she can. And then sometimes she just practices it, you know, nicely and gently. And mm -hmm. She's not learning it like so, <laughs> because and she definitely doesn't want to learn it from me. So I have to find her a different <laughs> piano teacher, because apparently not with me, it's not working. Um, but all she wants to do is like playing around and expressing herself. And mm -hmm. as I said, you can tell when she had a bad day because she's really banging it in there. Mm -hmm. And you can tell when she really wants to play it for fun yeah. because her body language says everything, you know. And uh, I think it's really important. And I also noticed that if she's really she's really had like a bad day she drops the language and she only makes sound when she plays while uh, um, uh, she can you know speak fluently or sing something fluently when she's practicing just for fun so we've noticed that with her from a young age and we're really trying to nurture that and yeah the ukuleles are not in their places they are like on the sofa <laughs> and on the chairs because we found that if we put them in their cases we wrap them up and we hang them them or we put them in the cupboard she doesn't take them out uh, but if they are around there then straight away it clicks like in her head i'm going to that or i'm going to that and the same with the violin with the guitars with everything she has they are all out you know in places where she can reach and see them and I, we found that this is really helping her whilst if they are there in cases <laughs> they are, she can't take them yeah. out and most of the cases you know they're not easy to take them out anyway so she gives up <laughs> um sorry we had some comments in here let's see do you think neurotypicals are mean to us <laughs> okay <laughs> 
I'm not really going to answer that because it's yeah. relevant to the live. <laughs> um, I find as well, one thing that I've just thought of, that my niece does, um, that mm-hmm. I used to do, when my mum would be like cooking and things, I would go into the kitchen because I was bored. And one thing that my mum would do that was really, really good is she would get me involved in what she was making. Yes. But she'd do it in like a musical way. Yes. So she'd give me a spoon and a pan and a yes. packet of pasta. Yes. And I would hit the pan and then yes. I would crinkle the pasta and then swirl it around in the pan. Yes. And unconventional items make like the best musical yes. instruments. So yes. you don't necessarily have to use an actual instrument and you don't yes. necessarily have to for parents you don't have to stop what you are doing yes because i know finding time to put musical activities into your routine and your day can be really yes. difficult so for example if you are cooking give them a pan give them yes. a pot give them some pasta and let yes. them make their own instruments out of it it's yes. great it's really yes. fun as well Yes, thank you for mentioning it. That's one of the things um, we're doing as well. But I never thought of yeah. mentioning it. I did say that in my music studio. And I do have a toy kitchen with pasta and yeah. lentils and uh, beans and other things. And sometimes it gets messy and I have to hoover mm-hmm. after that. But uh, as I said, uh, uh, to at least the little ones that are coming to me, I can tell that they are drawn towards those, um, you yeah. know, more than to you know, to other musical instruments, probably because they are also young, because I'm mostly working yeah. with the young ones as well. Oh, Vicky, you've got so many people in here. Hi, Mr. Bright, lots of heart in there. Hi, Sylvia, who else is in here? I can't see anymore. <laughs> I love Tracy, hello, how lovely of you to join us. <laughs> um, but I, I, thank you very much. You know, I, I'm kind of speechless. <laughs> You, you've been uh, telling us so many things and teaching us, I have to say, um, so many benefits of music uh, for, you know, for young children, for um, you know, older children, for young autistic <laughs> children and all ages. I'm, I'm, I'm really speechless. <laughs> as you I, can I hope it was helpful. That's the main thing I wanted to like, I wanted to share my experiences, but I also <laughs> like to help people as well so I hope people and teachers and parents can take things away from our discussion because I think that's, that's I hope great. so I hope so and um, I would like us to end with um something that you would consider as a long-term benefit of having music in your life as an uh, autistic adult now mm. I think the biggest benefit for me of music has been my mental health probably as an adult if i wasn't introduced to music when i was really young i wouldn't have had it in my teenagers and i wouldn't have it now and i i don't necessarily depend on music but i rely on it a lot because as i said before it doesn't judge you it doesn't shout calm down at you it doesn't tell you you have to do this and have to do that you can just sit with music and it invokes so many emotions. It has got me through a lot of difficult times, a lot of happy times. And if I didn't have it, I definitely think that my mental health would have suffered. 
especially for me personally, being late diagnosed and having all these problems and not understanding what was going on and not knowing how to channel them into anything. And even being diagnosed as a child, it's hard to sometimes know how to channel your emotions and your actions and everything into something else. So having music is that thing that helps me with that. And as a result, that really, really helps my mental health and has given me strategies to cope with as an adult. So my mental health isn't great, but having music there is something that will always be there. I know it will always be there and it's something I can rely on. You're absolutely right. And um, um, our followers in the audience, they all agree with you. I depend on music a lot. Thank you, Pink, Autism Pixie. Sensory Sea Turtle, this was amazing. Thank you. Great Thank you. live, Emily says. This was great, Rissingira. <laughs> right. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> thank you very much, Vicky, for joining us. We'll have to do it again. I mean, I've learned so much from you. <laughs> I, I honestly, I learned so much from you as well. And all the things you post and the things you promote and the way you go about things. I, I have learned a lot about myself and how to be around children, like with my niece specifically. So mm. I have learned a lot from you as well. So oh, thank you. <laughs> Deborah says, thank you very much. Um, to my child is the same. He has peace and gives him joy. Um, I think the music is saying thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Vicky. Um, remember that uh, you can click in here and follow Vicky. If you are following me and you are not following Vicky, I totally recommend it. <laughs> so that we keep in touch. Um, have a lovely, lovely afternoon. And uh, we will speak soon. Thank you, everybody, Thank for joining much. us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.